0: Welcome to Two Idiots and a Dog Presents, Zolgar's Comic Collection, a mostly solo cast where I read through my ever-growing comic book and graphic novel collection and talk about them. If you hadn't already figured it out by now, I am Zolgar, and this episode, I'm going to be talking about Saga from Image Comics, written by Brian K. Vaughn, with art from Fiona Staples. Specifically, I am covering Volume 1 of the trade paperback which contains Saga issues 1 through 6. While many were introduced to Vaughn's writing through Why the Last Man, Marvel's The Runaways, or the TV show Lost, my introduction was the comic Ex Machina, uh, no relation to the film of the same name. It's a great series I'll cover at some point, but back on track, because of Ex Machina, I'll give pretty much any series by Vaughn a try. I even broke my own soft rule against Marvel books to pick up a collection of his run on Marvel's Runaways. This comic is incredibly well-received, critically and commercially. It outsells The Walking Dead, despite the TV show increasing awareness. There was a constant demand for reprints of early issues, and it won quite a number of awards, including Eisner's, Hugo's, and Harvey's. Because of all of this, I was always a little skeptical of it. Like, it couldn't possibly live up to the hype. It couldn't possibly be that good. My friend, I am happy to report I was so very wrong. I only own Volume 1, and this is both a good and bad thing. If I owned more, I probably would have spent all night reading Saga, forgetting about the need for food or sleep, not to mention failing to write this podcast episode. By the time this has been published, uh, odds are I will have bought at least Volume 2. Saga centers on a young couple and new parents, Marco and Alana, members of separate warring species. It opens with Alana giving birth to their daughter, Hazel, and the first volume focuses on them trying to escape a hostile, war-torn planet pursued by hunters from both factions. There's a lot of rich world building and several interesting characters introduced, some of whom leave you wondering whether they will end up friend or foe. There's only a few moments of exposition, which for an epic-scale sci-fi fantasy world is honestly pretty impressive. Many other writers would have just been like, and here's a giant info dump because I'm not creative enough to reveal these details without it.
1: It helps that we have
0: an in-world narrator. Someone who is telling us this story. Someone who is maybe not the most reliable narrator either. One thing I find really interesting, stylistically, is the narration doesn't pop up in nice neat boxes like it does in a lot of comics. It shows up kind of scrawled in various parts of the artwork, and somehow works perfectly. Perhaps in part because the narrator is the child born at the start of the book, so, you know, at least we know she survives. Saga takes place in one of my favorite kinds of settings, too. A world of magic, sword, and sorcery style, advanced to sci fi tech levels. We have interstellar travel, energy weapons, magical swords, spellcasters, spaceships made of bloody wood, robots, more interesting species than you can shake a stick at. It's like if Star Wars had a baby with Middle Earth. For all of that, though, You strip away the action, peel back the layers of setting, and what we're left with is a very human story without very many humans. This is the story of two people madly in love, struggling to survive, and trying to figure out what the hell they're doing as new parents. Marco and Alana bicker. They have differences of opinion on how to handle their future, their child. They bicker over rituals of uh, from the species. They bicker over a name, never really fighting, just showing that they did what so many young parents do. They dove in headfirst and didn't take the time to really discuss what they were doing. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds like it just shouldn't work, and you're not alone. That's one of the other reasons it took me so long to get into Saga, because... Every time someone told me about it, it sounded disjointed, like it was trying to tell too many stories at once and it just couldn't possibly work. It does, though. Vaughn's writing pairs amazingly with Staples' art and makes this book just flow. And speaking of the art, it is great. Excellent attention to detail on the characters and backgrounds, and bloody hell, the skill to be able to seamlessly draw science fiction and fantasy elements in the same panel and not have either stand out? Fiona Staples is an award-winning artist who has been described as one of the best artists working in the industry today, according to Wikipedia, and in my opinion, that is well-earned. This book does not shy away from sex, nudity, violence, or gore. We see heads crushed, we see ghosts of children left in the state, they died, their guts hanging out, missing limbs, etc. The action sequences are often chaotic and just hard enough to follow that you really need to pay attention to see what's happening in each one, a detail which I think is perfect. Early in the book, we get the entirely natural and non-sexual nudity of bare breasts for breastfeeding which is actually something that are in the series some early controversy specifically having a woman breastfeeding on the cover which they responded by making the cover of the big omnibus edition a big old close-up of the breastfeeding baby we are also treated to a random sex scene to introduce one of the supporting cast and later another supporting cast member goes to the space brothel because of course there's a space brothel They do not show away from shying nudity and sex, including same-sex couplings, multiple partners, use of toys, strap-ons, and other fetishes, which doesn't even get into the aliens. If you've ever read any of Phil Folio's adult comics, the brothel sequence really reminded me of something he would draw, blending the erotic with the absurd and humorous. The tone shifts back to serious as we are introduced to the darker underbelly of the brothel, specifically underaged slaves. We don't actively see anything, and the focal character doesn't do anything with the slave girl, but it is still something that's going to make a lot of people rather uncomfortable and rightly should. In conclusion, I do highly recommend Saga to anyone looking for a sci-fi fantasy adventure. Well, as long as they're cool with nudity, sex, dismemberment, and other adult themes in their comics. Great as it is, I can't justifiably say this book is for everyone. If you've enjoyed this, be sure to listen to the other shows from Two Idiots and a Dog Media. Most of them, there's actually also two of us. And, you know, consider uh, leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on pretty much all the social media platforms at T-I-A-A-D Media. Typically, I'm the one you'll be interacting with there. You can also join us on Discord. You'll find all the pertinent links in the show notes. Consider also checking out our friend Matt St. Jack over at Anime Talk for all of your anime needs. Hey, I remembered his name this time. I'm still too lazy to figure out how to edit in a promo, so you just get to hear me talk about him. I'm pretty out of touch with the anime scene myself. You kids don't know how good you have it. Back in my day, we had one Half and Robotech, and we were happy for it. Matt, though, he keeps pretty up-to-date on his anime and has fun, informative episodes covering anime old and new. You can find Anime Talk, with an exclamation point, on your favorite podcatcher. You can also catch up with him on most of the social medias at Anime Talk 12. That is the number 1 and the number 2. Plus, there will, of course, be links in the show notes. Now, somebody fetch me my walker. I'm going to shamble back to the TV and watch this newfangled anime called Cowboy Bebop. If you would like to meet me, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona at Phoenix Fan Fusion, formerly Phoenix Comic Con, May 27th through 29th, hanging out at the Crooked Feathers table. I'll have some swag to give away, but mostly just be (laughs) trying to sucker people into listening to our podcast and probably buying more comics because, you know, that's what I do. If you want to send kaiju fan mail or reach out to the idiots for anything, you can email us at media at gmail.com. And if you're a comic creator at all and would like me to cover yours, feel free to reach out as well. If you'd like to keep up to date on major news for the podcast, but don't want to join us on Discord or follow us on social media, we also just started a mailing list. At this time, we're going to average less than one email a month, and we're definitely not going to spam you nor sell your email address. You can find a link for that in the show notes. Lastly, if you want to support our dream of actually being successful enough to afford food, you can support us on Patreon or Ko-fi. We are TIAAD Media on both, and again, there will be links in the show notes.